0: Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today and with my special guest. I'm super excited to have one of my closest friends, Tim Jacobs, with me. Tim, thanks for agreeing to be on the show, man. Thanks so much for letting me, uh, you know, crash your podcast. Appreciate it. It's an honor. Yeah, anytime. Uh, I think Tim's going to be a super great guest. And because of that, I decided to do a little bit of a series with Tim. We're going to have three episodes where he's going to be the guest, and we're going to talk about fathering through crisis. We're going to talk about fathering a teenage daughter, so that'll be fun. And we're also going to talk about fathering a son who's going through adolescence, all of which Tim can uh, help us with. So I wanted to get the different perspective because, you know, I have three kids under five. I can speak to some of that stuff from experience where I was the son or from conversations that I've had with people like Tim or other mentors, leaders in my life, other dads that I know. Uh, but it's, it's one thing to just speak about it and not have the experience. And it's a whole different thing to be able to, if you will, go beyond empathizing, but to sympathize with the situation where you've been there, you've done that, you got the t-shirt, you really don't want it, but you've got it. So you can attest to things, you can talk about things. And sure. so Tim's going to be a great guest for us. Um, not only is, his my, is he my friend, uh, but one thing that I admire about Tim is that he is a, uh, he's an astounding leader, uh, and he always strives to be a better leader, which is a nice thing that you don't always see in some people. And it's not just being a leader in one particular area, but it's everything, being a husband, uh, a father, in everything that you do, things that you volunteer, you're a leader at your church, yeah. you're a leader at work, you're a leader. Whatever you get involved in, you end up finding yourself in a place of leadership. But one of the great things about Tim is that he doesn't just think, I'm a leader. I've always kind of been a leader of the group growing up as friends, and you know I was okay to do certain things and lead the pack. It didn't stop there. It was, I'm going to read books on leadership from people who are actually Absolutely. recognized as excellent leaders, or I'm going to listen to podcasts from people who are influencers, and right. they're seeing... You know, for their leadership, so yep. that's a great trait about Tim. Uh, so he is going to be a really good help from the leadership perspective as a father. Uh, but he is a dad, and that's the big reason I wanted you to do this. Uh, so you've got three kids. How yep. old are they? Uh, so sixteen,
1: fourteen,
0: and nine. Fun. Okay. Yes. That's yeah.
1: Different dynamics, different different, dy- uh, different phases, um, but uh, but all of very unique, yeah. and uh, they all include their challenges, especially not just individually but collectively as well. Yeah, you know when they get together, seeing the seeing the dynamics, or when you pair two of them up, mm-hmm. you know you you get to see those different dynamics. So yeah. it's it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to when uh, that's where my kids are, but I'll be like sixteen, fourteen, and twelve. So okay, yeah, it's uh, I might. Call you a lot more when I get to that point. You got my number. Let's <laughs> Come do back it. and listen to this podcast. <laughs> True. Um, okay, so we're going to start off by talking about fathering through crisis. Yep. So brief little, you know, contextual setup here. Everyone knows that the world is crazy. Right. It's totally different than what it was. Right. Uh, in 2019. Yep. Covid hit. People got crazy. We've got all of this division because people think you should do that or do this and then right. not do that and not do this. And it's, you know, not just is there a pandemic where there's this, you know, COVID going around, but then you have all the political nonsense sure. and the cultural nonsense. And the world is just crazy. It's been out of shape. Yep. One thing that happened early on when everyone started with the lockdowns, yep. everyone's like, okay, no one's getting out. Employees have to stay home. We're not situated to, you know, have people work remote. Yep. Businesses started to kind of freak out. Yep. And because of that, they started laying a lot of people off. A lot of people got canned. Yep. And if you're one of those people where you're always trying to better yourself, you do your job and you do an excellent job, yep. you're not expecting someone to walk into your office and be like, hey, so if you could pack your stuff up, um, we're going to have to ask you to leave. You just don't expect that. Yeah. Well, that happened to a lot of people, and that happened to you. I did. Um, so, you know, your wife is a stay-at-home mom. Jeez. That's the situation you all want. That's what we want it to. Yep. Um, so, you know, you're the provider. You're bringing in the financial resources for your family. 100%. And I, I would – you can, you know, correct me because you've been there and done that, but – I would venture to say that when you have older kids, 16, 14, and 9, mm-hmm. that it's probably a little more expensive than 4, 2, and 9 months. Yes. I mean, I remember how much I ate when I Definitely. was 14. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you probably do, too. Yeah. So I, I can only imagine paying, you know, the grocery budget and yeah. everything else associated with it. Yeah. Plus, kids get older, they want, you know, gadgets instead of Dollar Tree toys. So, yeah. you know... you. It's like I imagine it's more expensive. It's a different world. It's yeah. a different world. Yeah. So you have all these high expectations and greater expenses. You're the provider. Yeah. And then you get that meeting where you're done. Yeah. And you know, okay, I have no other stream of revenue coming in. You don't have to like dive into sure finances, but whether or whether or not you have any sort of savings. And if you did, it probably wasn't for, hey, when I lose my job, I just want to tap into this big fund, you know, to yeah. make sure everything's okay. Um, so this happens to you. Yeah. So first question, because I know it happened to a lot of people. It did. Hopefully most people are getting back to work. I don't know. I mean, I know everyone's hiring, but I also know it's super competitive because you have all these big companies who are offering these really nice packages for people to come and work for them. But then you have people who never lost their job. and They're thinking, hey, that's a lucrative opportunity. Let me just go ahead and switch industries. A lot of people have done that. So maybe you're listening and maybe you're still in a situation where you lost your job and you still haven't got it back. So we're we're talking to you. We're talking about going through crisis. And even if you're not there, maybe at some point you get there or maybe you know someone who's going through it And this is aimed to help all of those people. So the first question that I want to ask you is you have that meeting, you learn that you're canned when you're by yourself, just with your thoughts, what's going through your head?
1: You know, um, to be honest, I don't know if it's just a product of development or it's just the way that I'm wired. Um, but i would have to say for me it was you know the initial shock of it kind of it kind of put me into a a a fix it mode in my own self mm-hmm. right and and what i mean by a fix it mode is not a panic mode but it it put me in a position where i thought okay this one thing is done so how do we fix this okay. no, and, and and to your point, you're right. There were so many people that got laid off, even with my own company. A third yeah. of the company got let go. We're talking 300 people, right? At the same day, practically the same time, some of my employees, you know, that reported to me, those type of things. So so it was a huge crashing down. And my personality in that, that fix-it mode was also a, um, you know, this isn't the end of the world. There's other jobs out there, you know, at the time... Perhaps I didn't understand the magnitude of what COVID would do to the economy. Sure, uh, but the very first thing I thought was, "I can fix this." Yeah, right. This this isn't the end of the world.
0: Yeah,
1: I can fix it. Right, and it's not. It's not like there's only you know one job in the entire world that right. that I am able to do with my sure. skill set. So I can find another. I can find another job. So to me. It wasn't so much of a panic because I'm the only provider financially, you know. And and part of it was also that, you know, because of that, I knew that, you know, my wife would be concerned. And so,
0: I, um… It's okay. Do your exercises. (laughs) (laughs) My phone, my my watch apparently thinks I'm exercising here. (laughs) Um, This is tough work. Let me tell you. So,
1: so. So I also thought, you know, because she's going to be in, in a panic mode, just because that's, you know, she, she thinks, you know, this is where it is yeah. with her not providing those kind of things. What's, what's coming of this? Yeah. And so I, I had to think, well, I, I can't think in a panic way. I, I can't think in a negative way. And I remember the conversation that we had. I remember the, conversa- the very first conversation my wife and I had. Um, and it was, you know, I was in, I was in the travel industry. Right, Business mm-hmm. travel industry of all things, <laughs> right? And because of my role, I had seen the data inside the company. And I knew that with, with, over the course of three weeks, our business had dropped like 90%. Wow. And so there was somewhat level of concern already before this conversation was had with me. I thought, man, this is going to be tough to weather. We'll get through it, you yeah. know, because the company itself, the, the leaders were promoting, you know, positivity. We'll get through it. We'll weather this storm. Right. And so I was right there with them. Let's buckle down. Let's do this. Right. And, and so when it happened, I, it made sense to me. Right. I, sure. I told my wife, I remember the conversation. If this was my company, I had to think of the whole. I would have done the same thing, yeah. right? And so I wasn't upset uh, at the company. I wasn't mad at the company. I wasn't mad at HR. I wasn't mad at my boss. I wasn't concerned in that regard. As far as you know, why'd you do this to me, yeah. right? I just thought we can fix this, yeah, right. And that was that was how my mind started to work. Sure, you know. Uh, of course, waking up the very next day, you know. Feeling like something is missing. When Completely it, out but, of routine. That that was huge, yeah. right? Because I'm very much a routine person. Yeah. And when I got out of my routine that very next day, I I thought, okay, well, how do, how do we fix this? Yeah. Right? So that was kind of the initial conversation. And so you,
0: you have that conversation with your wife. Did you have any sort of sit-down conversation with your kids? Yeah. I mean, because this is, because of the
1: magnitude of this, right? <clears throat> you know, we've always tried to my wife and I have always tried to figure out what conversations we should and shouldn't have with our kids. Sure. Um, whether it's we tell them at all or whether it's age appropriate. Right. You know, uh, but we also don't want to, you know, be impacted emotionally and the kids pick up on that. Right. And then now they're asking, they, they're kids are very in, very intuitive. They're very sensitive to those kind of things. Right. And so we never wanted them to, you know, think that something was up and us not tell them when it was something like this. I mean, of course, like, I'm not going to work the yeah. next day. They're <laughs> going to know something's wrong. Dad, did you call out? You took a six-year six vacation? Like, <laughs> this is cool. What are you doing home, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so because of something like that, you know... And and not because not only because of the magnitude of it, but because we were going to have to make other adjustments, and there would be yeah. other conversations that followed that. It was imperative that we did, so we did. We sat down, you know. It wasn't long after, you know, and just said, "Hey." And when I say not long after, I mean that day, Sure. right? Yeah that that day. <laughs> That's we, pretty quick. <laughs> we sat down, I you know, and just said, "Hey, here's the situation," yeah. you know, and kind of had that as much as we could that comforting conversation. Sure. It isn't the end of the world. It doesn't mean we're living in our car tomorrow. Right. It doesn't mean that we've lost everything. It just means it's a transition time, sure. right? Can we be a little scared? Sure. Yeah. You know, can we be you know, a little concerned about you know, how long this will take? Sure, because we have no idea, yeah. right? But we're going to trust God, and we're going to continue to pray, yeah. and everything happens for a reason. Right. I firmly believe that. Everything happens for a reason. Sure. It was... I mean, when I say a third of the company, I could have been part of the two-thirds. It didn't get laid off. Yeah. Right? But I didn't, and it happened for a reason. Right. Right? And, and now, not only now, but even in the days that shortly followed, I was actually grateful that I wasn't one of the ones that was yeah. still around. Yeah. Right? I was glad that this opportunity was given to me, you know? And now I'm glad... I was glad that the opportunity to kind of step away, even... Even the sudden move, even though it wasn't on my terms, right? it was actually something that I was actually very grateful for. Sure.
0: I think it's important just to break in and just note your perspective on this, because right. I think a lot of people would have gone through this and immediately been devastated, sure. immediately like, like, how am I going to make ends meet, ask all these questions, but right. from the perspective of fear and terror, not from the perspective of, okay, this has happened, this has changed, yeah but change presents me an opportunity, and something good can come out of this. Um, I I know it's really easy when stuff like this happens to feel hopeless. Um, And and I'm not saying that only women do this, but like you mentioned with your wife, same is true with my wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, financial security is such a huge thing. I mean, financial Mm -hmm. hardships, are, I think, are still the number one reason for divorces. Yeah. I mean, it's a scary right. thing to go through. Sure. Um but I think it helps when you have that perspective of you know, this isn't this isn't the end of the world. This is an opportunity. Yeah. We still have hope. Yeah. There's going to be a tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to make it. We just have to, you know, stay consistent and and push yeah. through this. Um Well, and as you say that,
1: you know, there's a couple things that that really contributed to that. Um and the first is probably on the, the 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 side where I could have gotten to that point and yeah. probably a lot of people do. Sure. And the second side is where I feel like faith and yeah. and God have helped in, in the other way. And the first is you mentioned earlier like the continual pursuit to, you know, to be better. Yeah. Right. A lot of people do that. Right. I know I'm not the only one. A lot of people do right. that. Whether it's through education, through conferences, skills training, whatever. Like yeah. you know, continually pushing to achieve greater, more, better. Right. Get those promotions. Get those pay increases. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, to be frank, that was that was what had happened to me in my career. So in my job, this was this was an opportunity where I was making the most money I'd ever made before yeah. a, in my career, and so feeling like you you're You're doing that you're making that progress you know you get to this point where you're like all right you know i'm i'm my hard work is paid off so you know kind of deserve this or you know this is where i'm at and so you start changing your lifestyle to live within those means right so so those kind of things can can kind of negatively impact you if you lose you know your, your income but the second thing is is you know The perspective that I have, I firmly believe is because I never at one time put my identity in that job. Yeah. I didn't walk around and say, this job defines me. Sure. I never said to anybody in the company or outside the company or family, I never said that, you know, I find my identity in this job. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, having that belief, that's how I even coach my employees. Look, help me, let me help you get to where you want to go. Even if it's with another company, like this company doesn't define who you are, right? You're bigger than any one place, any one company. Right. And because of that, I carried that perspective with me into work. And so when I was let go, I didn't take it personally. True. Right. If you have your identity wrapped up in your job, you will take it personally when you yeah. not only get like oh, but when you get reprimanded or corrected, or yeah, or when somebody doesn't like your project or they don't like your graphic design or right. if if they don't like how how you worded an email, right? Take
0: everything personally.
1: Every you take it all personally right. because you're so wrapped up in this is my identity. This is this is who I am. It's an attack on my character if you don't like it. Correct. Yeah. And, and if you don't like that, you don't like me. Then why am I here? Yeah. I, n- I never put my identity in my job. Yeah. And so it was easy for me to have that perspective. Yeah. It was super easy for me to just walk away from that and not feel personally attacked by the company. Right. You know,
0: that, that I, I firmly believe, like, you have to have that perspective in any job that you have. Sure. Yeah. Now, just a cool, quick question, because <clears throat> I know you, I know myself, people of faith, you know, yeah. love God, serve God in the Word. We both minister. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, my, my faith is in God. So right. like when stuff happens, when bad stuff happens, like, you know, we're going through stuff right now and it's just like, man, there's so many questions, there's so many doubts that could be asked. But yeah. you know, I think back to, you know, what Peter wrote. He says, Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. And yeah. you know, for me, it's you know, I think of that tangibly as if I can hold that care in my hand and then I can just throw it to God, yeah. it's no longer mine to deal with. Yeah. I'm not holding it anymore, so you know I release it. I let go of it. Yeah. Uh, but also the whole identity thing. I mean, my identity is wrapped up in in Christ, right? And, and, beca- and because he's you know eternal and everlasting, yeah. I, I can I can rest and hope in something that's never going to change. Yeah, like exactly. your job. Yeah, you, you get you know you get the can, you get fired, yeah. you're over and done, yeah. and now you're disconnected from what was your source of identity. Yeah. Is there anything outside of the faith perspective that you would hinge identity on?
1: As it pertains to, you know, your career? Career, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean the... Is it just, you know, individualism, <clears throat> like, I know who I am, I know what makes me, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna change from career to career, from job to job, or setting to setting? Yeah. What is th- it for you? I
1: would definitely think it's that character development. Okay. You know it, that has to be right because you develop your character, and that goes with you no matter what job you have. Yeah, right. And so I, I wouldn't say that that is necessarily outside of the faith uh, aspect of it. I would say that it's kind of parallel to it, right? Sure. Because yeah. you know, building character, you build it based off of faith in the Word. Right. Right. But it's you know that identity is it should be building that character. Right, Right. and not everybody has to do it in in the exact same way. Right, but if you do build your character according to Scripture and right. following after Christ, right? <clears throat> right? I mean, to be a Christian means to be Christ like, right? right? Little Christians, right? So, or little Christ. It sort of means, right. right? So, you know, if that's what your pursuit is, then then that makes it so much easier. To say, you know what, I, I'm building my character, right. I'm building that alongside my faith, you know, with my faith in God. And so, you know, then, then it makes it so much easier to, right. to have that perspective. Well, and
0: it's like what Paul talks about in Galatians, that, you know, there's fruit of the Spirit. You develop yeah, right. these attributes over Absolutely. time, love, joy, peace, your temperament, patience, yeah. on and on and on. So, yeah, I right. would definitely agree th- about the parallel idea with character yeah. and, you know, what defines you, which for us is our faith in Christ. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's jump back to your crisis moment. You talked about how you wake up the next day and routine is just shot. Yeah. So maybe you can elaborate if you need to. But I would imagine you wake up the next day, you start to try and formulate a plan. You think to yourself, which I know some of what you did. So you you thought I'm going to start a podcast because this is something you really want to do. Sure. Um, You know, your pursuit of leadership is not to just kind of hog all the knowledge, but we understand that when you're a leader, right. you're a servant. You you know yeah. you're giving, you're doing, you're helping yeah. other people to lift them up. Yeah. And I know that's what your heart is, so you started a podcast cuz you thought, you know, maybe maybe this is the time. Yeah. Um, I know you were doing that. I'm sure you were applying for jobs as often as you could. Yeah. With the routine being out the door and your time being consumed with all these other things that now have a, you know, a high level of priority. Yeah. Was it difficult to maintain your normal dad status to where your kids didn't notice that you were going through something? Where you were still dad at the same times at dinner, you were still there at particular times, or it's not like I got to do my podcast, or I've got to go apply for jobs, or I've got an interview I've got to do, and you know you're out of the picture a lot. Was that difficult?
1: Yeah. I would have to say there were times that it was, uh-huh. <clears throat> and you know, right up front, it was. You know, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep in the next day, right? Yeah. Like at least until <laughs> eight or nine, right? <laughs> I'm sleeping in really late. Yeah. Um, you know, and and with that routine being changed and with those things kind of, uh, you know, there for me personally there wasn't a huge urgency. Yeah. You know, um, simply for the fact of you know, like I said, like the world doesn't stop and
0: you knew you know, it was going to be okay.
1: Correct, and I didn't have to make. Enormous financial decisions the next day. I didn't have yeah. to make any life-altering decisions within a week or even three weeks' time. Yeah. Right, there was that comfort in knowing, okay, there's not a huge sense of urgency today. Right. right in March. Right, end of March is when this happened, and so you know some of some of the routine shakeup uh, was trying to figure out what the new routine was. You know, okay. uh, as it pertains to your question and being a dad and and how that those interactions went. I tried to make sure that there was some level of normalcy from the time perspective mm-hmm. right? because it was a full time job and it did take a good chunk of my day. Yeah. You know, then I then I also thought, which the kids were still in school at that point, <clears throat> I thought, you know, well, if as long as they still maintain their routine then they're occupied with school they typically don't have me for these hours yeah so this is when i need to make sure that there's some level of normalcy of me looking for another job sure right having those conversations reaching out you know doing those doing that you know that digging and that searching out right? right so really trying to you know see what else was out there was kind of my new routine or my new normal and and maintaining that level of work still In the afternoon, the evening time, there was still that, okay, now it's family time. Yeah. Right? So I I didn't sleep until noon, you know, mope around the house for four hours and then say, you know, you guys leave me alone for the rest of the day so that I can work on my resume. Right. It was, let me still get up at a decent hour. Let me still make sure that I take care of whatever I need to take care of so that I can still... I got to still wear this hat. Like this hat doesn't go anywhere. This yeah. dad hat is still on. Exactly. You know, so I still have to maintain that level of, of being a dad and being that, that example and having that time with them. And so, you know, that was, uh, it, there were, there were times when it could be difficult, you know? Oh, I imagine so. Um, you know, be, because, you know, there were times when I would get up and, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of beat, Right. Especially as time wore on sure, and I didn't get a job. Right. right? Then you kind of start questioning, am the I doing the right things? starts to kind of creep up. A- am, I, am I not spending enough time doing this? Yeah. Am I spending my time in the wrong places? Right. So uh, as it pertains to looking for a job, yeah. not as it pertains to spending time with my children. Sure. Right. Uh, clarify that but yeah you know so you, you know that first you know those things start changing as as time progresses and goes on right and of course other things happened, you know during that time as well from you know our life um not to sidetrack but the very next day after i lost my job we our one of our cars bit the dust right and when i say bit the dust i mean like yeah. it literally was when it rains, it pours. It was done well, and I was okay with that. I was like, "Let it pour, yeah. right? Don't spread this <laughs> Hate out. <that> car. <laughs> don't spread this out. Let it all happen right now, while we're in this, you know, change yeah. and, and crisis mode. Let yeah. all the crisis come at one time. That yeah. way, we can get them all over yeah. with, right? There you go. Um, I don't want to get out of one and get into a new one, right? I don't want these things rolling back and you know back to back. So, anyways, um, you know, so these other things were were kind of going on. And from a mental standpoint, yeah, it, it was a, it was kind of a challenge to sit there at dinner time and think. I, you know, should I be looking for a job? You know, should I be out there like searching again on LinkedIn or should I, should I be checking my emails or, or should I make sure that my notifications are on and my phone is out at the dinner table instead of putting it away like I tried to. Right. Yeah. Those things were in the back of my head
0: because what if I miss it? Right. I I don't want to miss the opportunity. If you miss that call and they think, well, he doesn't really care. Right. Opportunity gone.
1: Right. Not only my children, but the recruiter yeah. I'm not, you know, as committed to finding a job or, right. you know, all these things. So, yeah, there was that level in the back of my mind thinking, you know, it, which, which is more important right now? you know, and and even trying to rationalize, well, you know, getting a job and providing financially for your family, that's important. Right. So prioritize that, you know, from a mental state instead of spending time with your kids and, right. you know, going outside or, or just being there, just being around. Yeah. You know. Um, it's
0: that big argument. It's that big debate, which, you know, depending on the context of the situation, I probably lean one way or the other. I don't know that I would just consistently have the same answer, but, yeah. you know, is it better for a dad to go out and get a job and work really hard and maybe work even longer hours to, you know, bring financial freedom to his family and support. Yeah. Or is it more important for him to spend time with the kids? Yeah. Because, you know, you don't get time back. Exactly. You know, they're, they're there that one day and whatever they do, if you miss it, you miss it. Maybe you right. hear about it, maybe you don't because someone forgot. It was yeah. cute in the moment, but all this other crap happened and, you know, you forget about that. You, yeah. and you, you, know, you don't get to live in that moment. Um, yeah. It's a tough place to be in. Yeah. Uh, I feel sure. like I probably lean toward the time because, you know, I, I love being a dad. I think it's the yeah. best. And I see my kids. And I'm thinking, I mean, you know, I'm thinking, how in the world? <laughs> right. How in the world are my kids even this way? It's like, yeah. you know, I didn't, never expected that. Yeah. Um, but overall, when you look back on it, do you think you managed that time well? Or are there other things that maybe you could have done different? I think for me, and other people could be different, uh,
1: but I think for me, the, the first thing that I looked at was mm. is, was trying to do my best mm-hmm. to find a job where I got back somewhat to the level financially that we were at. Sure. And because of that, there, I wasn't applying for 100 jobs a day. Right. I wasn't just saying whoever's hiring hit me up. Right. Indeed imply all. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Like every job on LinkedIn, every job on Indeed just put my resume in. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. And so because of that, I was searching for something very specific, which can be at times not common. Right. And so with that, I wasn't just going to take anything that came along and took my time. Yeah. And because that job could have been a twelve hour day job, or that job could have been nighttime, right. and I could have lost all my time with my children and and so because of that there there was a very specific approach that I had in my job search, you know, and it was easy for me to justify that early on, mm-hmm. you know because i thought well this this can happen, this will happen let me let me be super focused and and specific, uh, but as time went on, and there were no you know offer letters it was you know uh, my my thoughts started leaning towards well you know what then i'm just going to have to take something that doesn't pay as much financially and i might because of that i might have to pick up a second job yeah and so those thoughts did go through my head so your question about did i manage that properly you know that was the approach that i took and I don't regret that approach, Yeah, you know, looking back. And because, I'm not saying
0: there's one particular right, right way to do it because yeah. I've not really been there. Well, so.
1: and, and it doesn't mean that just because of COVID people get laid off. People get laid off all the time. Exactly. Right? Lose their jobs for whatever reason. And because of that in that transition period, I get it. Some people might not have the luxury that we had, uh, you know, and God blessed us during that time for me to not have to just go out and just get anything. Sure. You know, I, I look back and... You know, a testimony is we never missed one bill. Yeah. Like I didn't have to I I didn't have to call any company and say we're gonna be late on this bill. That's awesome. Now I canceled a few things, yeah. right? Like <laughs> gym membership gone. Yeah. You know, a couple of things. We looked at the bills and we said, All right, this is just not necessary in our lives anymore. Yeah. And we cut it. Uh and we cut back on a lot of things, right? I mean, it was very rare, very rare. And only in like very hurried situations that we ever went to a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, it was a I mean, well, I had time, better cook you know yeah, exactly like, so so that's what we did so so because of that you know yeah that was the approach that i took i get it some people might have to just go out the very next day get whatever they can work two jobs yeah. you know until they can figure out something and it, and it might not be as i say seamless it really wasn't as seamless looking back but you know as quite as you know the same path that that we took so sure. you know i don't regret that approach at all um yeah. and part of it was you know i was having conversations with people i was having i i was having an, about an interview a week or Every other week. Yeah. I was having conversations with people. And for whatever reason, you know, the doors kept shutting. You know, there were things that uh I had I had four interviews with one company, you know, four different stages, you know, got to the very last stage. Um, and then after they offered me the job, then a week later they said they're gonna pull the whole position down. So like you go through those kind of things. I I had a company that I applied for last April. I received a rejection letter about two months ago. Oh, wow. Uh, and when I say last April, that's April 2020. at well, least they for considered context. you for quite so, a while. So <laughs> so, uh, so, that was interesting. You know, I, I actually almost forgot that I'd even applied to that company. It's funny. But, you know, that, that was kind of, you know, I, I don't want to derail, you know, or, yeah. or prolong this answer, but I don't regret the approach
0: that I took, not at all. Okay. No. So during this challenge that you're going through, um, your kids are watching... Your kids are noticing, they're seeing you. Uh, I mean, you said that you had a conversation with them at the very beginning. There's probably some follow up, there's probably some change of expectation that's being discussed. Yeah. What do you think, or what do you hope your kids saw from you as you went through that challenge? I hope they,
1: uh, I, two things. You know, I hope that they picked up. Um, you know, number one, the uh, the amount of trust in God that my wife and I had. Yeah. You know, because we didn't miss church, you know. We didn't make excuses through any of that time. Yeah. You know, even because of that, you know, it impacted church services. We're, we were still serving there, you know, and, and we didn't miss that, you know. Yeah. So we, we didn't, you know, they never saw us at one time blame God for anything, right? Yeah. I've already expressed how I think... It was ordained, uh, and I, I do believe that um, that it, that it happened. So you know, hopefully they pick up faithfulness. Yeah, you know that we just didn't that we didn't stop that that trust in God yeah. and, and the faithfulness. Uh, and then the next thing that I, the second thing that I really hope that they pick up, and who knows if they ever will, but you know, I really hope that they saw um, that there was you know the peace of God. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there was there was no point where either one of us my wife or I walked through the house stressed yeah or or we responded to them in a stressed out manner
0: yeah. you
1: know I'll do that now because of the light bill yeah. right i wake up and all the lights <laughs> turn on, your lights right <laughs> i'll do that now but but during that time there was we, we didn't respond or we didn't act in any type of way where we felt you know that there was there was you know worry or fear or stress yeah. or anything whether it was Covid, because now the whole world is impacted by this by this disease. Yeah. Uh, or whether it was financial and economic turmoil, like there was nothing that I remember that we ever did or said that should have or even could have elicited any fear from them over anything that we went through, because yeah. I we were just at peace the whole time. And I remember thinking, I, I remember thinking, and I remember praying. Why? Why? Like oh, I, I feel so at peace here. Yeah. Like I don't feel afraid one bit. Even when I was three months into it, it even when I was getting to the point where we looked down fi- financially, and I said, "This, this is when we really need to start panicking," you yeah. know, from a financial standpoint. Um, you know, this is the point in time when we need to start, you know, having those panic conversations or settling or, or reevaluating our approach. Yeah, my wife and I had those conversations, but. We never, never one time was there anything from us that, you know, that, that showed fear. So I yeah. hope they, they learned that through trouble, storm, trial, yeah. that you can have the peace of God. Yeah. It's
0: real. I, I'm telling you, it's real oh, because yeah. we experienced it. And I hope that they learned faithfulness yeah. you know, and trust. It's awesome, too, because, you know, people always talk about, you know, the peace of God that goes beyond our understanding. It doesn't make sense in the time, but yeah. when you get to see it on display... Man, I mean, it hits that much more. So, yeah. I hope they saw that too. Um, and the faithfulness aspect I talked about early on in the podcast. It might have been the first episode outside of the pilot, but I talked about fathering like Abraham. Yeah. And you know, we always tell the story. We get to the point where the angel stops him from you know killing Isaac, and you know, here is this offering that you can give in his place. Yeah. But what's astounding to me is you read the story and. Most scholars think that Isaac's about 16, All right? So if he's 16 years old, that means Abraham's about 116 years old. (laughs) Like, there's no way Isaac could have run away, knocked his dad out cold. Like, if he wanted to get away, he could have. But what astounded me and what I shared about it is you see no fight from Isaac. You see no pushback. He allows Abraham to tie him up, and then he lays down on the altar that was built. And for me... The only thing that I can attest that to is he spent his entire life and he's seen the father of the faithful as his dad be yeah. faithful. Yeah. And that's his example. And even when he gets in the situation that doesn't make sense, he's like, my dad's always been faithful and he didn't know what to do. Maybe I should try and do the same. You know, And it, it works out well, but yeah. that's the example that it gets. So, yeah. yeah, the faithfulness aspect is huge, especially during those times. And two great things that they can pick up. Um, so you went through a crisis. Things were rough. We'll get a little bit to the happy ending here. You got a new job. Yes. Um, how long were you out of work?
1: Um, in total, it was right at
0: seven months. Okay. Sheesh. That was longer than I thought. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so you're out of work for seven months. You finally get the job happier now with the job than you were with the previous job. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, you have this, Opportunity, that's what right. we're going to call it. Right. You get a better job. You're happier now with it. Um, things are good. Yep. Still not missing bills. If you didn't miss them when you didn't have money, you ought to be, ought to be sitting pretty now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the big question I want to ask you is uh, whatever you can share, and you've alluded to a little bit of it, but yep. how'd you get through it? It, when you say, how do I get through it, and you're talking like... Think about it in, in every aspect. Okay. Um, how'd you get through it, which, again, like you've alluded to a lot of this, yeah. but break it down, short answer for us. How'd you get yeah. through it mentally? How'd you get through it spiritually? How'd you get through it financially? And again, you don't have to divulge yeah. into a bunch yeah. of stuff, but... Uh, well, let's let's start with the financial
1: aspect of it. Um, you know, thankfully, because of the way that it happened, it was a layoff and not a firing. Yeah. So there was a there was a small package that came with it. You know, we had a little bit of savings. We, you know, we were able to do that. There were, you know, obviously. As I'm sure everybody's aware the government with unemployment, those benefits increased and I was able to do a little bit of side work, you know, on a weekly basis that kind of kept some things coming in. Yeah. Um, So from a financial aspect, it really was, it, it really was, you know, a ton of blessings in that area. Yeah. And. Uh, and you're right, you said it earlier. we didn't want to blow through all our savings, right, but that's kind of why you do save yeah. for a crisis yeah. you know um you save for those rainy days, and that's right. that's what we had to tap into right that's just reality um you know, so that's that's really how we made that. And, and like I said, we did look because money is not, you know, infinite. And so sure. we did look and there was a time where we needed to start panicking or adjust our expectations. And yeah. I needed to find something that perhaps didn't get us back to that level. And we need to continue to put the screws on some adjustments.
0: I right? never told you this, um, but I talked to Lindsay. So, you know, currently we have a big house because we mm. were playing on big family. Yeah. Um, we might move, but you know, at the time we had a big house and we were okay. We were both yeah. working. Um, I told Lindsay, I think it was out cause we had dinner. Yep. Um, and I was like, I'm not letting Tim pay for his dinner. Just have a job. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, and we wanted to help out a little bit, but yep. I told Lindsay, I never told you this. I was like, look, if things get really bad for Tim and his family and they, for whatever reason, can't, you know, pay their mortgage. Yeah. I was like, if he's okay, moving out here to Rowlett, like, we will we will yeah. adjust things until <laughs> they can live with us. I was like, yeah. I can't let my buddy just be out and nothing. Appreciate so, that. yeah, it would have been fun. Yeah. We could have been roomies. I wish I'd have known. I would have, you know... You probably would have done it anyway. Yeah, we, uh, the house was just we, possessed. We're going to have to come live with you, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Probably not good for our families, but anyway, so financially, that's yeah. how you made it through. Yeah. Spiritually, mentally. Yeah, uh, spiritually,
1: just... Having to make sure that uh, I, I didn't look at the temporal uh, as yeah. as more of a concern, yeah. right? because whether I'm going through a crisis or not, like I still have to make sure that I'm I'm heavenly eternally minded. Yeah, you know, so that was that was probably one of the easiest things to do. May not be for a lot of people. Yeah. I, people I, I know crises shake people's faith. I know that happens, right? Whether right. it's self-imposed crisis or whether it's completely out of your control, no matter what it is. I know crises, they shake people's faith. Yeah. That was one thing that I was not... There's no compromise in that, yeah. right? No matter what happens. if Even if we're living in a cardboard box, even if we have nothing, like for whatever reason... My faith isn't isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Like I, I'm I might ask why every day that I wake up all day, every day. I right. might ask why. Because I don't understand. And I and I and I don't. Like there's a greater design for everything. Sure. Right. I probably still won't understand all the whys until yeah. Maybe even eternity. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but that was one thing that I was never compromising on. And and to the point earlier. Because of that, I made sure that, you know, my wife and I both made sure that our family wasn't going to be impacted in a faith standpoint, mm-hmm. because later on, when our kids go through crisis, not if, but when they go through it, they need to have that same approach, Yeah, right? That's, that's something that they have to have. Like, right. look we still have to trust god no yeah. matter what uh so from a faith standpoint it was it was truly making sure that we still attended church we still were there we were still involved yeah. like we still had to maintain that level of you know church can be a community and a family as well so we right. still had to maintain that we had we had to like our faith would have dried up if we didn't exactly right so we had to do that
0: right and that stability and that <clears throat> consistency is closely linked to hope yeah like when you know yeah. you can bank on this like there's something i can look forward to yeah you know that's hope
1: right absolutely yeah uh from a mental standpoint i thought you know what um this this thing has to turn itself around yeah and i i can't panic you know i can't get caught up in fear yeah i can't get depressed like i can't do that like I just can't, and and maybe maybe it is also you know I'm a product of of how I'm wired. I know everybody's personality is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just my personality, but there was there was probably I can probably remember maybe maybe a day or two where I got really down. Sure, and that was really because I was applying and not getting offers. Yeah. I thought, man, what's wrong with me? Yeah, like why why are people rejecting me? Right, right? what's going on? Well, you know the reality of it is me along with. What a quarter of the country was also out of work applying for the same amount of roles exactly. or, or fewer roles and and I saw it you know there are certain sites that you look at, and they'll tell you how many people have applied yeah and in the past when I've applied for jobs i've seen you know uh, about i don't know a, a quarter of the numbers, a tenth of sure. the numbers right yeah. now i'm seeing I'm applying with six seven hundred people for the same role right right so so the mental state was I've got to maintain you know, a, a state of positivity and I right. just I couldn't get down. Yeah. I literally could not get down. Right. Yeah. And and maybe it was also not just my personality and the way that I'm I'm built, but also because of, you know, the favor of God from not letting me get to that point. Yeah. You know, and and allowing my mindset to maintain a level of positivity. What I know about God, what I know about, you know, his 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 divine order and purpose for our lives. Yeah. I I couldn't you know i i got up i hate running just i hate running i prefer to do other things from an exercise standpoint yeah. but i got up and i just started running yeah. you know i would just go run i would walk i would spend time and physical exercise scientifically biologically it does help yeah. right the dopamine hit when you do things like that it it does improve your mood yeah. right so doing those kind of things i made sure that i still maintained those the exercise i tried to eat right because you can get depressed if you're not eating right. You can get depressed if you're not exercising. These things can cause bad mental state. Yeah. I couldn't get myself there. Yeah, right. And and to move out of this and to get into a place where back working, where we're out of this, what's it gonna help? Yeah, you know what? What is what is me getting depressed and upset? What is that gonna help? I couldn't get. I couldn't let myself get to that point.
0: Yeah, you've you've probably you have already answered this question, but I just want to bullet point it. Uh, Just for anyone else who finds themselves going through a crisis as a dad, bullet pointed, what advice do you have for those guys? Yeah. Um, I I would say, you know, um, I
1: probably should, probably one thing I should have done a better job at is is maintaining a consistent level of check-in with somebody. Okay. You know, um, I didn't do that. Okay. And looking back, I probably should have just to talk things through. Yeah. Not because I needed a therapist, not because, you know, like I said, I was I was roller coaster. I wasn't. Yeah. Um. But everybody's built and wired differently. Sure. And regardless, if you feel like you can make it, you can handle it. Like I should have, I should have gone back. Looking back, I should have just called somebody and said, hey, can you just listen? Yeah. I just want to talk this out. Does this make sense? Right. Right? I'm, this is what I'm planning this week, or this is the company that I'm talking to, or yeah. or these are the things that I'm doing. Like, does this make sense? Right? Yeah. Whether it was my dad, or whether it was, you know, one of my good buddies, or or my pastor, or whomever. I should have said, hey, do you got 15 minutes. Right. This I'm applying for this job. Does this even make sense? I'm asking for this, right? You know, this is what they're telling me, or just something. Sure. You know, something. Or I haven't heard from somebody in three weeks. Like, can you say something positive, or yeah. can we go... Can can we go get a cup of coffee or yeah. play ball or something to get my mind off of it? Right. That's what I would say. Okay. If if this thing continues to progress, whatever kind of crisis it is, whatever kind of crisis it is, you know, like it's, like we talked about, it's not just losing your job. Yeah. But being a dad, you go through different things. Maybe it's grief and you lose a parent or you lose somebody close to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe it's you know. Maybe it is a job loss. Maybe it is whatever. Right. Whatever the crisis is. I just check in, yeah. Right. just check in with somebody that knows you, and that is completely removed from the situation, that doesn't have any emotions in it. Sure, you know, that doesn't have anything tied to it. Right, and they can give you some sound, Get that fresh advice, perspective, right? Yeah, and they can and and somebody who will tell you, tell you who'll be honest with you. Right, not somebody who'll tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, oh sure, apply for that job. Right, oh sure, go do that. Oh sure, make your decision. <laughs> Sure, sure. Make that decision. Sure, go buy that house or that car. Make that big purchase. Sure, go do that. Like you just no. You need somebody who will tell you like it is, even though you don't want to hear that. You know, don't apply for that job because here's all the red flags. Like, is what they told you in the interview. Here's all the red flags. Like, don't get desperate. Yeah. You know, that's probably what I would say to somebody who's who's going through a crisis, especially a dad. Right, because as a dad, you can kind of get real singular minded and focused on solving that problem and fixing that problem. Yes. Even though you know that the motive and the intent is I'm doing it because of my family and my right. children, right? You, you do it with the right motive, but a lot of times we do it in a very singular thought process. It's not always perceived the right. way that we're thinking about it. It's not. So, so that would be the biggest thing that I would say, you know, along with the other things we've talked about of, yeah. as far as staying faithful, you know, maintain your spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. right? Those are things that I didn't compromise on, you know, um, was I did I bat a thousand? Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Were there a couple of days that you know what I thought I just don't want to get out of bed? Sure. Absolutely. But I got out of bed. Right. Right. You know I did. I continued to move on. I, there were there were those type of things. You're going to go through those type of things. Yeah. Uh, but didn't I didn't dwell and I didn't live there. Right. You know they were blips. They were moments. They were small times. And that's why it's it's kind of hard to remember those kind of things. Sure. Because the 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 bigger set data set that I have is the times that I remember thinking, why don't I feel any fear? Yeah. Why do I feel so at peace? Yeah. You know, this is this is almost kind of crazy because I've gone through things before and I've been afraid. Yeah. You know, I've had to move. I've I've had things happen, right? Why don't I feel fear? I didn't feel any so so in addition to everything, that's that's what I would say is just maintain a level of of accountability with somebody to make sure that you're you're thought process is not getting to a point of desperation. Yeah. And you're making decisions out of emotions rather than logic and reasoning.
0: Okay. And that's, that That would be huge. So have that, we'll call it an accountability partner. Absolutely. Maintain your character and integrity. Absolutely. Keep a positive mentality on everything. Yeah. Stay hopeful. Yep. And probably the number one thing, and if you don't do this, I'd recommend to try it, but God. Absolutely. I mean, he's going Can't gonna, do it without uh, him. That's going to be my testimony. He's going to be the only reason, you know, yeah. I get through today and tomorrow. And right. I'm, I like the old hymns, but I'm always reminded of that song, Because He Lives, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can face tomorrow. And it doesn't yeah. matter how bad it is, because yeah. he's there, because he's alive. Yeah, I'll make it through. Absolutely. So, <sighs> I'm glad it was you and not me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am too, actually, yeah. you know, because I learned a lot.
1: Um, you know, I learned a lot. I learned... You know, like I said, is the first time I'd ever felt peace like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think from a timing perspective, you know, it, it was a good opportunity for my children to see that, you know, in our lives. Yeah. You know, Do I want God to bring crisis so my kids can see how we respond? I'd rather not go through crisis. Sure. I'd prefer not to. I'd prefer coasting and smooth sailing. I would prefer that. Um, but having that opportunity so that my kids are able to witness that I have no And at a good age too. Precisely. So they can understand. Right. You know, they they're at the age where they can understand exactly right. what happened, you know, and down the road, hopefully that the the lessons come back to them, right. you know, at a point in time where we can have those conversations. Yeah. You know, and they can call us and say, Hey, this is what happened. Like walk me through these steps of what you did. Yeah. You know, we we only saw certain things, but how did you do this? What did you do here? Yeah. So
0: yeah, I mean, because they're going to go through crisis, right? They're, exactly, it's going to happen. So happens to all of us. It does sometimes it's worse than others, but yes, it's good to know how to get through it. You
1: can, yeah, you can. I'm a testimony to it. You yeah. can, you know, I um, didn't, you know, hopefully I didn't give off the impression that it was easy because it wasn't, yeah, and it wasn't easy. Um, you know, it 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 was a trial. Sure, you know,
0: yeah, it was. It
1: was a trial going through every week, thinking, okay, God, I still don't have a job. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. Okay, God, I still don't have a job. It's a month. It's two months. It's six months. You know, what is happening here? Yeah. Right. Like I, I what did, what did I do wrong? Right? What did I miss? What did I not do? You know, so it it wasn't an easy thing. Uh, but looking back on it, you know, there were there were these these things that I know God shut all these doors for a certain reason. Sure. You know, and if we were if we had time to talk about, you know, the job that I did land. And the specifics of when that role was posted why it was posted you know what what conversations i had what exactly they were looking for yeah you know what i was able to to work through with them from you know not just a start date but the compensation you know all of those things um and and how that set me up you know almost a year later yeah being there um you know that would that would be you know all of that happened. All of all of where we are now happened because, you know, God wanted it to happen. Sure. And so, you know, it's uh it's incredible, but but you know, you can get through it. Yeah.
0: When when you trust in God, I don't think you're ever gonna be disappointed. No. 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 You so might it might be delayed. Might be delayed. But not disappointed. But not disappointed. Yep. There's your next sermon title. You're <laughs> welcome. I'll take the tithe on that one. <laughs> all right. Well I really appreciate you talking about that. Sure. I know it's not always comfortable to talk about difficulty and trial yeah. and some things that sometimes can be perceived as failures um, but I appreciate that because I know sure. that there's other dads that was fantastic That's great. if you're watching you're going to really enjoy that <laughs> if you're listening don't worry about it <laughs> and we're back <laughs> we got to move more Yeah. but uh, the key takeaway is you're going through crisis you can make it you can get through yep. you know what to do yep. he's the guy to listen to Uh, But we'll be back with another episode on uh, teenage daughters after this. But this is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. That's Tim Jacobs. I hope you'll join us next time.